What's going on guys? It's your boys at the Yelta Conference and today we're starting our first episode of a five-part series about um, American history. Before we do that, let's get some names. As you know, I'm Kai. I'm Chad. And I'm Cameron. And as I said, we're starting a five-part series about American history and five events that really were crucial in um, the America we know today. And for this first episode, we're going to focus on Prohibition. So Chad, what do you think about Prohibition? I'm not a fan. Is there a reason? or? I mean... If I was 21 back then, I'd want my alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, times, t- times, times are, are tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, think it's I think it's crazy just because of how of how like big this thing was. Because when they first got there, they're like, you know what, we're gonna stop violence, we're gonna stop domestic violence, all that things. But what they didn't see was organized crime and violence and they didn't violence. see all the repercussions yeah. of what this was yeah, gonna yeah, lead yeah. to. So. Well, I think I think a, a a large factor for a lot of the opinions around the prohibition is that it was the Great Depression at the time. Yeah, people would want to have alcohol because it was so miserable. Obviously, late during this oh, yeah. prohibition, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it started in uh, 1920 with the 18th Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I th- I just think it's crazy how how early they went back on what they wanted to do because they saw how quickly violence and that stuff like that played a role. It's still 13 in, years. That's a yeah, good amount th- of time. that's still a good amount but, of time. But, it, but in the long run, when you think about it, it could have been yeah. 100 years. Yeah, yeah 13 yeah, years definitely. is actually... It's, 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 it's not... It depends on how you look at it. Yeah. It's still it could have been over margin. in a year. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And you also have to um, consider that it was pretty much the yeast of organized crime in America. That's yeah, much Al Capone and yeah, and speak I mean, Yeezys and yeah. I, mean, I just think it's the smuggling. Yeah, <laughs> you got the smuggling. Of course, it's yeah. Um, and I just think it's crazy how quickly they realized that it didn't work with the ratification of the 18th Amendment with the 21st Amendment, just because they they realized we can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. because they know if they keep if they continue to have no alcohol, you know, because I feel like at some point you got to trust the citizens of America and say, you know what we're going to sell this to you, but it's up to you not to do something stupid with it. Yeah. And there's always going to be... That person. There's yeah. There's going to be people that are going to do it illegally. Yeah. Which, I mean, then you have the organized crime on the rise. Yeah, you, you see that, that that's a common phenomenon even today. Yeah, even with today, the, there's the always... Legalizing marijuana where, you know, it, where there's when it becomes be, illegal, it becomes yeah. more intense. And yeah, because there's going to be people that are going to do it. They'll yeah. do it anyways. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like the thing where... Now we have only guns people, now. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the thing where if people want to, if the people that if, if the people want it, they they're going to they're going to find yeah. a way they to get find it. They will find it. It doesn't matter how they're going to. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, really doesn't matter. There is one positive to the prohibition. It, it was a sign of women having more of a right to vote. They they have more yeah. of a place in our government. Or you know, as they were known at that time as flappers. You yeah. know, because they were they. All the Scandalous mm. women's, <laughs> of course, man. Um, but I mean, I just think it as I mean, if we can think of one good thing that came from that is that you know how women could now could, at this point women could just be them. Now I don't want to say be themselves, but they could be who they want to be without trying to worry about what other people thought of them and you know worrying about a man saying that's not right, that's not right. You know, be your own person, things like that. The drunk guys. <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of drunk guys. There, you know, there's moonshining. That's where that came from. And now we have. Uh, that's where moonshine came from. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shows about I get you. Backwoods moonshine. Yeah. That stuff is jet fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I mean, explosions. I just think it's I just think it's crazy how like this was well, like one of the other times in history where it was kind of like the even though I'm kind of going off topic here like with the Boston Tea Party 
mm. how it was kind of like another prohibition back then, but it was between us and the British. It wasn't like a civil war between yeah. it. I just think that I just think it's crazy how like this is another big one in history where we kind of stood up for it. We we were like we were, you know where we stood up for what we wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They threw out so much alcohol. That they did throw out a lot of alcohol. A lot of pictures I mean, also, the that. pictures of them yeah. just like dumping it off the side of like a and, I, and I'm sure boat. I'm sure was alcohol was a no, no like the actual they had like oh. the barrels of alcohol that oh, they were you. just like dumping it it's like yeah I know. I mean, and I just, or like there was still a law that said like if you had alcohol in your possessions you could still use it and drink it but when that's gone that's yeah. done and I'm sure alco- I mean with all the throwing out I'm pretty sure alcohol was a, a crucial industry at the time well, yeah, I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. imagine the industry that they lost. Yeah, Jack Daniels. <laughs> that was that. I'm guessing that was a big one, you know, yeah. with the four man, you know, wearing the suits Daniels and the hat actually, and all like, that stuff, first, and you know, it was like it's gotta be back in the movies, movies. at least Whatever. the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that concludes our first episode of Prohibition. Thank you. Bye. What's going on, guys? It's the Yalta Conference, and we're back for our second episode of a five-part series. Um, the next episode that we're about to talk about is Stockman. But before we get to that, let's go through the names again. As you know, I'm Kai. I'm Chad. And I'm Cameron. And like I said, we're going to do the stock market. So guys, let's get started. So, Cameron, what do you think about the stock market? Well, f- well first off, the stock market happened because of, um, because of stipulation in margins. Do you remember when this was? Or? Huh? Do you remember when this was? Uh, 1929. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, a day known as Black Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when you know people got really, really scared and started buying all of their stock, and then and then poof, it completely it just went crashed. Down. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, in the two like the bombs on, on Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. <laughs> boom. <laughs> no one even saw it coming. They were vaporized. Um. <laughs> just like their money. <laughs> Um, but like the two biggest yeah, things with the sense. stock market was, you know, as everyone knows, was stock market stipulation, mm, speculation, and buying on margin. You know, um, yeah. Um, and you know, everyone knows that buying on margin is when people take money that they literally don't have from stock brokers and things like that, and they sell it, thinking that with a high risk, high reward type of thing, you know, and things like that. But when people did this, the price of stocks soared really high. But what happened is people don't account for other things, which would would in turn make the stock market crash. Yeah. Well, it lasted about like ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Around there. About that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Before everybody started like picking back up, it mm. got a little bit better. Mm. But before that, before Black Thursday, prices were like great. People yeah. were all happy. Yeah, they were. Dancing around. Around. That's where. That's. That, I mean, people were like, you know what? I could really make a big, and you know, yeah. you know, yeah, I that's, could really that's my where family. Like, but they the were entire, like golden age, or sorry, the. Um, Golden Age? The, uh, uh, Roaring Twenties. Roaring Twenties, yeah. That's Roaring Twenties, and then Splat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, as a lot of people know, Hoover was a president at this time, you know, and I mean, right after the Great Depression, I mean, I wouldn't say right after, but like during the Great Depression when he was in office, you know, people, um, as you guys know, like shanty towns or Hoovervilles were made yeah. by the homeless and people that were unemployed who now became homeless because they felt that he abandoned them because, you know, he didn't, he didn't stop this. And, you know, it's not just Hoover, it was also the um, Federal Reserve and, you know... Oh, yeah, since they constrict the money supply. Yeah. That also did Because they wouldn't step in, yeah. which yeah. led to inflation, you know. Yeah. Um, or, and, but, like, even though this, the Great Depression, the stock market was such a horrible event, there was one good thing that kind of came out of this, which was um, the 
the inauguration of Franklin Roosevelt. FDR. FDR. Yeah. And yeah, FDR implemented you know, plans such as the New Deal, and it, you know, it definitely put us forward. Back on track. Yeah, to, back on track on to becoming a more stable economy. You know, um, um, like one thing that, it was weird because, I mean, even though, you know, he's, he's one of the people that were considered to be one of the people that really brought us out of, you know, the deep, dark hole that we were in in the Great Depression. But a lot of people didn't like him because they thought that, you know, the government was expanding. The government's role was expanding too much and, you know, too much power. But, you know, at the end of the day, he did really help to get them out of the Great Depression. Um, Power to the people. um, Our government. Yeah. I mean, like, back to the New Deal, like, some of the, (laughs) um, some of the, you know, policies that were put in place were, like, the FDIC, which helped to protect depositors' money, or the WPA, um, which helped, um, 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 or, like, (laughs) sorry, the WPA, or the Social Security Act, all these different different acts, yeah, all these really different jobs to build all their money went down the drain when they yeah. were mortgaging their houses and yeah. getting all these loans mm-hmm. to buy all their stock. Then when the stocks plummeted, no more money. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have a job. Places closed. Then they had to get new jobs. Then so FDR came in and it was like, here, here. Yeah. give um, I give you jobs. Mm-hmm. And they were like, thank you, sir. He was, um, he was a god. Yeah. Um, people that were yeah. like, no, no. A lot of people didn't think of him as a god. Bad expansion of government. Um, and and like, one thing that I feel like is overlooked with some people, though, is how much um, how much Roosevelt actually wanted to not just help the not just help the people, you know, not just help the economy get back, he also wanted to help people not be afraid anymore with, like, that four-day banking holiday, if you'd like to expand on that four-day banking holiday oh. he implemented. That was to close, yeah, that was to close the bank, so... They no could, one could take or withdraw yeah. any money. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. could sort of try to rethink about the banks and yeah. get things yeah. set back up. So they, I mean, you know, of course, I wasn't you know alive during this time because I'm only 16, but I would definitely say that that really helped calm the public for the most part. You know, um, or and because everyone knows about how you know a lot of people considered the event that really took us out of the Great Depression was World War Two because that's where we had to mobilize the... Yeah, and that's where we that's got the wartime economy and the, you know, the neutrality um, act. Yeah, and but, the factories started turning more um, goods, yeah. more jobs. Women but, were like... I, also were women, the, yeah. It, it gained um, jobs. Because one thing that, you know, we all came to the conclusion of is um, we all kind of thought about and we all kind of thought of ideas and solutions that would work for that. And we were thinking we were thinking of t- things where we, we could lo- maybe lower the interest rates in banks so there would be more money in people's pockets to which in turn would end up being more money that would flow back into the economy yeah. to make the economy stronger. Yeah. The FDR was definitely one of the greatest presidents of our time. I would definitely say that, yep. Yeah. And that concludes our second episode of Stock Market. Ooh. What's going on, guys? It's the third episode with the Yalta Conference of our th- of our five-part series. We're on the third episode, like I just said. And our next one is D-Day. But before we get to that, let's get some names going. As you know, I'm Kai. I'm Chad. And I'm Cameron. And our like I, like I just said again, we're going to do D-Day for our next <laughs> one. So, Cameron, um, in what ways do you think D-Day was just, like, D-Day? You know, like, just yeah, describe so, D-Day to me. Yeah, well, first things first, the, 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 the main factor of D-Day was... 
how absolutely enormous and how bloody it was. And we're talking about 150, what is it, 158,000 troops uh, storming the beaches of France, of, of Normandy, France. I mean, and, and we're not just talking about, you know, we're talking about young kids, 18. pretty much. Yeah, we're talking about teenagers. Yeah. They were just a, just a couple of years older than us. And they're you know just storming on the the beaches of France. And I think I think like one thing bullets and they're getting flying by them. Yeah, they're getting mowed down. I think like one thing that is so crazy about this, it wasn't like Germany and their forces and us and our forces were getting there at the same time. They yeah. were planning. They were ready. They oh, had. Yeah. They, were, they, oh, yeah. they were fortified. But, I mean, they had thousand round machine guns ready to fire as soon as we opened our. Boat. Yeah, they they fortified their the those beaches, beaches with way the, before we ever came. What were those little? Hedgehogs. The hedgehogs? Yeah. The, okay. And an interesting fact about the hedgehogs, there weren't, uh, some were, um, they, they weren't solid, they weren't rigid, you know, and th- they were used for primarily tanks so that the tanks wouldn't storm. Yeah. But, yeah, an interesting thing was that the, the tanks would roll over them, and some of the ones that, were, that weren't rigid, that weren't concreted into the beach, and they would, like, use them to, to their advantage mm-hmm. when it came to, you know. They had those, like, fake... Tanks that yeah, they yeah. set up. Well, that oh, was yeah, the decoys. I think that was a little like a different thing, but yeah, that, they definitely have the decoys. Yeah, the US and Britain definitely used the decoys to fool the, the Nazis. It's really funny that the Canadians were with us because yeah. you just think Canadians, yeah. they're, the and they're just people. the nicest people. Yeah. You, yeah. Wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to be the, running just, at a <laughs> beach with guns yeah. shooting at them. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, one problem that I had with, uh, with Klaus is that he, he called. Uh, Hitler's buzz saws, you know the the um, the machine guns. Yeah, the the Nazi machine guns. Yeah, the he, he, yeah. yeah, he didn't he didn't name them correctly, which you know it's more of a pet peeve than anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it all started when uh, Truman and Churchill yeah got into or not Truman uh, FDR and Churchill got into a meeting and started planning it, and then you know on I wonder how they got the name D Day on June sixth, um, the. The D Day happened, and unfortunately, we lost maybe a lot. The, of maybe the D stands for destruction, because there was. Destruction. I mean, because maybe because. Because I mean, honestly, because loads and loads, loads of, people of people died. Yeah, a lot of people died. But that beach must have been very hard to clean up. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. Who did that? Blood <laughs> to is probably stained on some rocks today. Oh yeah, you can definitely go into That'd the be weird beaches of Normandy, and there's still hedgehogs. Dude, that'd be cool. And scuba not diving. just not just hedgehogs, but there's also. Did you um, see a body? Well, not the body, it, you'll, you'll see planes and the ships and you know bodies. Yeah, you'll the see stuff that wore that'd be that'd be cool. That would be it would be okay, cool. not cool, but it would it'd be cool to find the stuff they were wearing, not the people. Yeah, that would be very sad. Mm, indeed. Yeah, I mean, because like one of the largest. Oh, I mean, because I mean, you know, obviously this is this is really hard to imagine. You know, fifty eight thousand, fifty six thousand around that range mm. of. You know, allies counting us are you know fighting the storm of this beach. You know, a really good representation is the movie, um, is the movie Sa- Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, an interesting you. fact about Saving Private Ryan is that um, U.S. forces and uh, foreign forces they worked together like like a blanket. They 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 weaved each other together like a blanket. Yeah, and in Saving Private Ryan specifically, um, a lot of critics a lot of critics say that. Um, you know, one of the, the pr- parts that's misrepresented is when you know they're actually starting to storm the beaches, and the pilot of the boats um, were American, which wasn't that, that that wasn't in real life. The the pirates, yeah, they were the, British. The, yeah, they were British. Um, but I, that's actually yeah, a pretty crazy fact. But like, it, it, a lot of people say that's just kind of like you know it's nitpicking, it's splitting hairs. 
it's not real relevant to yeah, the it's not actual relevant to, to how the actual like story and like the emotion behind it. Mm. Come on, Cameron. We're talking about relevance here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, also uh, another that is significantly more relevant is that um, tragedies happened on both sides of the of the uh, of the battle. You know, in, in Saving Private Ryan, this is definitely portrayed when you know the when our units actually you know got past all the barriers and the Americans uh, they stumbled upon what they assumed were actual Nazis but they were actually Czechoslovakians that were forced to fight and they were saying they they were speaking Czech but they did the the Americans didn't notice and they they think like oh you know whatever they were saying and the and the Americans shot them without you know actually like you think they were you think they were like which is a war crime by the way that they weren't armed do you think mm. that they were really front for the Germans? Or do you think they were trying to signal to the U.S. like, like help, hey, yeah, like help, help like, no, please, they like, were, were... Yeah, Steven Spielberg didn't add in subtitles to that because and everybody already knew, like, the way that they were speaking, it, it was pure, like, SOS, help or us. Even if you can't understand mm. that hand gestures are a big thing and, mm. you know, really knowing what someone's talking about, you know. Um, there's some other things. Um, or, like, one of the, um... Like one of the one of the biggest things that I got, that I always kind of go on for D Day is just the fact of you know you know we keep saying it but I think the, the enormity of when these ships got to the beach they didn't have any time to set up yeah. like they were ready they were probably there for hours and hours and hours because as soon oh, as they, they were waiting yeah I mean because as soon hey. as they opened the uh, what do you call it a gate yeah I the, mean, door, they were the door the yeah door because as soon gate. as they as soon as they did that. I mean, they just started shooting. It was a straight yeah, it, was, it was. I yeah. mean, like it, when you look at the, they were taking fishes, cover behind the hedgehogs, which not much cover. Or yeah. they were taking they were taking cover were behind taking their bo- own oh, friends. bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bodies were on the ground. They were hmm? huddling behind. And also, a, another interesting fact is that before you know the storm, is that they were fed you know essentially their last meal, like they were on death row. They were fed a, a good big meal. And you see that in Saving Private Ryan when everybody's puking up their guts. It's you know, well, that's just seasickness. No, it's seasickness you know, I think coupled it's, with yeah, I think with, they're just gorging because they know like oh they were they were terrified. Out. Like we're, we're the front lines, man. Like they we're, we're the front terrified. lines for America. Yeah, definitely one of the most horrific tragedies within American history, I would say. Yeah. Just the sheer like, mm. not like, because I'm trying to like, they were set up. We weren't. We were going straight at them. Mm. It wasn't like. How do I explain? Like, like trying to fight a, an an immovable object. Yeah. Yeah. There was I, like no way. Of, I, mean, could, I mean, it was very improbable of us winning. Yes. I mean, of yeah. course, one thing that we also we also want to mention is it wasn't like that was the only spot where any of our oh, allies no. were fighting. They were they all were, around, but it was we had take the guys time. that were dropped in yeah, behind the them because they didn't land great. Yeah. And they were coming back from the back lines. Mm. But, you know, it, it takes time. You know, when you're oh, moving, yeah. were, you're moving towns and cities, mm. and, you know, sometimes, you know, so much, it doesn't, it doesn't take a while, especially when you're fighting all through that. Another interesting fact about, you know, just, just D-Day is that <laughs> Nazis, the, so Nazis, the Nazis knew that they would be paratroopers, so they flooded the fields behind all the bunkers oh, so that the, um, the paratroopers would, would drown. Or slow down if they didn't. No, yeah. just, just drown. They were, they were planning to kill. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's in a, a terrible fact. I mean, yeah. this all, I guess, resulted with us making it by. Although, and yeah, although winning, winning through 
Europe and yeah, getting reliberating you know, France, cities, and, France, yeah. Paris. I mean, I mean, Paris is in France, but yeah. you get what I meant. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, like one thing that I think of is kind of like taking the even though we won yeah. the war. We it's like we didn't yeah it's, just because of it's all, the, ma- it's so all, the, lives lost, all the so trauma. many lives lost, so many lives destroyed, mm. the PTSD from people that shell shock s- yeah. that it's like you don't want to say that it was unfortunate that they made it, but it was. I mean, it's, they, their lives are after never going to be the same. I mean, it's like with how bad and like beat up and their mind psychologically was destroyed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was almost probably better to die to die. Yeah. Instead of living and going through that every time you close your eyes. Yeah, I think we can learn something from that and that war is very tragic and that you know, we should aspire to, to not do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cuz we have peace I mean, treaties cause, cause and I stuff. Like, I feel like it's when it's a war like this, it's so hard cuz it's like you have to fight. Yeah. Because let's I mean, let's say Germany took over everything. It's us versus the world. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Then it's kind of like, well, we have to get involved before this gets bigger. Yes, it's gonna be American lives lost. Yes, it's gonna be allies lost. We don't want lost, obviously. But if we can, it's one of those moral dilemmas. Do you risk, yeah, the lives of this many or, to save or the amount of this many big yeah. no, number of people? Yeah, but yeah, Definitely. the thing is that we are more connected to those, those that smaller group. You know, yeah, but yeah, also then again, yeah, the Nazis were killing innocent people who just wanted to yeah. just wanted to be um and that concludes our third episode of D-Day Thank see you. you next time what's going on guys we're back at the Yalta conference um for our fourth installment of a five part series about American history before we get started let's meet let's meet us again as you know I'm Kai I'm Chad and I'm Cameron and today we are now learning about. I mean, now we're going to be talking about the Berlin Wall. We are learning. So we're yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, bro, we're learning. We're learning at the same time. We're learning from each other. Yeah. Um, we're learning about the Berlin Wall. So Chad, what do you think about the Berlin Wall? I mean, it's. A, it's, it's I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it broke up families. Yeah. It was a way for Stalin to yeah. gain power. Yeah. So you know, spread his not great. influence of communism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, as many of you know, a lot of people know, it was constructed in 1961, um, and, you know, when this wall was built, I mean, you know, Around, before that, yeah, but, like, I mean, so, West. But, so, we, West. so, but before the, before the um, construction, you know, we got to go back in time to explain all this real quick, you know, right after World War II, um, um, Winston Churchill, um, Truman, I believe, and yeah. Stalin went together, and that's also called the Elder Conference. Um, that's the way we got our name. Our and, founders. And it was a meeting to break <laughs> out Germany. Um, and the way, the, but it was not successful because, so, um, it was going to break, it was going to be broken up into basically east and west, which, I, and if, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure east was for us and west was theirs. Nope, that's the other way around. Oh, the way around? East, you know you're... Never Sorry. soggy waffles. West. Sorry, yep, the put yep, not my bad. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> Turn that around. So we were on the west, they were on the east, and the thing that was so bad about um them no so bad about, you know, them having the west if that's where Berlin is and that's the capital of Germany. East. You said west again. Sorry, okay. East. Sorry. <laughs> so they ended up deciding that we should probably break up Berlin, capital. That's where your big buildings, your big like 
government that's official. The industry. That's, that's the industry. Yeah, that's your officials and stuff, which you kind of want. It's the not completely in one person's yeah. control. Power. I mean, because it's, it's, it's almost like a thing where um, if Berlin falls to communism, it's most likely the rest of com- the rest of the country is also yeah. going to fall to that. Um. Um. Yeah. It's so. It put a wall around. So there were there were four. It, it, the Berlin Berlin was divided in four chunks. One was for yeah. America, France. The other was for France, France and Britain, and of course Russia. USSR. Um, back U- then. USSR. Sorry. Now, Come you on. know the USSR. They they really wanted more land, so they you know they had to fight for it. In terms of uh, Berlin, and that's where you start seeing things like uh, the airlift, which is. Uh, as Chad will explain, <laughs> um, where Stalin decided that we're gonna shut down the ways, the way, the ways of, ways of transportation. Yeah, yeah, work. ways of transportation yeah, yeah. and to get over to East Berlin. Yeah, so well, it sort of stars them and reduces their supplies. So it sort of makes them have to gain control or. Get control from yeah. Well, the USSR had more geological influence in Germany well, yeah, because they were it's com- more eastern, yeah. and so they had they they had power in the surrounding. Well, and Berlin was completely surrounded by, uh, USSR, by USSR territory yeah. so now since they, they had broke the, it out, uh, the ability to, to completely block cut off, off all of the, uh, the 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 airspace. And the U.S. was not fond of that. Yeah, and they and you know they they showed up they they showed up the USSR With their planes yeah, and they, they right came over. in. They they delivered what was it like two hundred tons of, of stuff per what like per like day? Oh, sure, I think um, it was per day. It might have been overall per day. I don't know. Um, and I, one thing I, I think is crazy. This this it wasn't like it wasn't like this went over for weeks or um yeah. or like a month Full or so. Year. It or was 11 months. 11 it months. was about eleven months. Um, from actually June twenty fourth to May, um, to May twelfth, um. Um, you know, going over that eleven months, and one thing I think is so crazy is it just. Did we mention that it was in, ni- uh, 1948? Yeah, 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 1948, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't go back months, Chad. Come on. Well, I think, think. I'm just saying, think. think. Fine, fine. Think. <laughs> you know, Sorry. I love you. Um, um, but um, one thing I think is crazy is just like people. Of course, eleven months might not seem like a long time when you think of like a lifetime, but people were afraid. You know yeah. that they weren't that. getting their supplies. Mm. This wall blocked off them from their families. Mm. They had like, if like, if you had family that was in Berlin, specifically the west side that was being blockaded by Stalin, and then you had family in the part that was, you know, actually controlled by the USSR. Yeah. Then your family was outside of the wall, and you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't get, get to them. Yeah, I mean, it was completely divided up until, what, 1991, yeah. when it fell. And um, inevitably, the USSR fell. Um, and one thing that I think is, like, one thing that I think is so iconic about this was, you know, I like to know was the, so close, but no, um, <laughs> was the Reagan speech with the Mr. Uh, Gorbachev tear this wall know. down. You know, I feel like when he said that, it was just like, like, it was, I think it just, like, made the American people believe, like, it, it it's going to be the end of that big communism country that we could be afraid of. And when he they said that, that, it was power, you know? Yeah. It's coming down, boy. It gave, like, a motivation. Yeah, Nothing, mm. yeah like, a motivation. They gave hope. Hope. I'll say hope. Yeah. Hope. Yeah, hope. yeah, yeah. Um, and that concludes our fourth episode of the Berlin Wall. Thank, Thank you. you. See you next time.
Welcome back to the Yalta Conference, and this is our fifth episode of our fifth, so this is our last installment. Um, before we get started, you know, let's get some names going. As you know, I'm Kai. I'm Chad. And I'm Cameron. And today we're talking about one of the most recent U.S. tragedies in 9-11. Um, in, in 9-11? Sorry, during, yeah, it was September 11th. Oh, so I September guess it technically yeah, was yeah, yeah. in 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Um, September 11th, 2001. I feel like there's no fit more person to start it off than Mr. Chad Huffman. Well, as you know, September 11, 2001, Twin Towers in New York got hit by two, two planes. planes. Yeah. First was a cell tower, right? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think so. That's not, that sounds right. Yeah, um, this this was all brought by uh, Al Qaeda. Um, you fancy with the little? Yeah, <laughs> right. gotta, gotta say proper. Yeah, talk about talk about. Um, <laughs> um, but and the thing that I feel like is so significant about. Um, the thing that I think is so significant about this um, is just the part of this was like one of the first major terrorist, terrorist like attacks. things that happened on U.S. soil. Um, you that know, affected so many people. Yeah. I mean, because I remember, I remember, I remember, I asked my dad, you know, questions about nine eleven, you know, and he was saying how, like, um, like he had friends that worked in high school and things like that, and they were saying. They let everyone go early. Everyone at work, they stayed at work just watching the TV. Oh, yeah. But they let, they had high students go, they had high school students and everyone go early. Yeah. Or like, shut down schools. Or like, yeah. Probably. Or even with the famous George Bush thing, how he was reading to some, I think elementary school. I think he was out of school. Yeah, he was was, um, reading to some elementary school in in Florida. Secret Service came over and had to tell him he had um, to stay um, nice and chill. And because they were about to say it out loud to the parents. And you know George Bush stopped and he said, "You cannot say this in front of the kids. This is a this is something that they don't they don't need to know about." You know, mm-hmm. and it, which goes to show you how much of a traumatic event. You know, and like during this, three thousand people died. You know. Yeah, roughly it was like a little under, like yeah. I mean, but like I mean, a still people. You know, but I mean, still there were so many, so like, many people. Um, a, a, lots of first responders, and oh, yeah. you have to respect. Like you gotta gotta. You, I mean, those, that's a that's a true American hero. Yeah, they ran into a. A burning, burning building, building that was like ready to fall, and mm. so many of them didn't make it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, like mm. that, yeah, I really can't imagine that if you're a wife of a police uh, officer, knowing that your husband is running into, into a, a burning, burning building. building. Yeah, but then yeah. You have to be like, he's doing his job and he's saving people's lives. Mm. Yeah. And a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Smile Direct Club. I had braces, and while they were great for my teeth, they were an expensive hassle. With checkups seemingly every month, it felt like a chore to go. That's why I thought this week's sponsorship was such a cool idea. This week, the podcast is sponsored by Smile Direct Club. For only $80 a month, you can have your teeth made into the smile you deserve. With their aligners, Sent straight to your door, avoiding the monthly monthly checkup and high prices of braces, it couldn't be easier. The invisible aligners work gently and directly to over time move your teeth into alignment. And every customer gets a plan overseen by one of their 200 licensed doctors every step of the way. If you needed more convincing on SmileDirectClub.com, you see before and after photos 300,000 satisfied smiles. Order your free impression kit 
with rebate or schedule a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops today and begin your smile journey. Now lucky for you, Smile Direct Club has provided all listeners with a $150 discount on your plan by going to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use the code YALTA. So if you ever considered getting something done for your teeth, then what are you waiting for? Go to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use the code YALTA today. Um... Or like not just not just firefighters and policemen that you know did their duty and you know that's their that's their duty but it was still super brave. What about the people that made that um um made that made that plane oh, fall early in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Because everyone knew because you know people that were looking Realized at that fight, and... everyone that looked at the fight fighter, it was heading towards D.C. And just imagine if it would have hit the White House or the Capitol building yeah. or one of those monuments that signifies peace and hope and oh, safety. Yeah. You know, and just imagine those heroes. You're like, we're not gonna let another one hit. That's not yeah. gonna happen. They over, they overtook the cockpit, and they're like, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not gonna let them. Those are people who realize that they only they have, have, they they have, have to do one, what they have to one do. thing yeah. for the rest of their lives. Truly, um, this is save everybody. Yeah, I mean, cause knowing it, everyone knew that because they know they're gonna die either way. Mm. You're not gonna survive that crash. You're not gonna survive that plane crash. And they're like, well, are we gonna die? Hitting a monument or a significant building that actually means something and hope for this mm. world? Or are we gonna hit? Are we gonna hit something that? You know Doesn't what? It's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna save lives. You know they're yeah. risking their own lives to save it more. It's another one of those moral. Mm. There's moral compass. You know they're, they're like we're taking this plane down. Yeah. And this is this instead is, of it, you know, going into a building yeah. killing thousands, we're gonna save it and take it down and kill. Well, yeah. and this kind of all resulted in uh, the all of America having one target, and that's. Bin Laden, yeah, you know, it, it, I think he having was the a leader of Al Qaeda, yeah, which started a, back in nineteen eighty-eight, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. having a, a, a common a, a common hatred towards one person, I think that that grew us that like closer. Sparked, that sparked us. Yeah, it really sparked to you know. Yeah, fight that's which start, Yeah, started the war on terror. But yeah, there was one bad result to this, and that was kind of like there was a lot of uh, you know a lot of people were looking down on. The Islamic. Oh thing. yeah, there was a big prejudice against against Islam. Anybody from Islam. It was, it was like the president thought, oh, they won this. They were part of this. It was. It was like mm-hmm. um, you can sort of tie it to the when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and yeah. we put them in the uh, tournament camps. Uh, camp, yeah. Tournament camps, which I mean, it's not yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, these are just it's people. it's the same sort of idea in, that happened right then. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I would even say that you know a lot of these Muslims they really thought that hey. Yeah, this Bin Laden guy. This is not a good person. This this guy needs. Oh to yeah, be, they were on the same side as yeah, us. Yeah, they were. Wait, when that but happens we, they, to the U.S., we're blinded we, by hatred. Yeah, we're all like, they. That's anybody hard. from there. Mm. Yeah, they're part of this. Yeah. Mm. Um. Or like one thing I actually forgot to say is, is just the, uh, um, one thing I forgot to say about this was one of the one of the they actually did have a new building hit the Pentagon. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. Or just thinking about that and how it took. I mean, because I'm guesstimating here, but like eight years, ten years, done to rebuild, like to rebuild that fully, not just oh, get yeah. the outside. I mean, just imagine that, like, because I remember going to going on DC for my eighth grade trip and just seeing all those little parts of like yeah, the that plane, that memorial, and like yeah. the memorial, and just well, saying, yeah, there was more just saying, wow, these are going to be these are kids. I mean, these are 
parents are never going to see their kids again. These are dads yeah. that are never going to see their families again. These are mothers that are never going to see those families again. These are leaders. And I mean, it's, it's truly heart-wrenching to just think about this. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the, there, there are some people who are trauma. more skeptic of these these. Yeah, the reason of of these of why these happened. You know, you're like the president was in on it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like, the, like Tower 4 and you know, how it falls completely linearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and the thing that kind of ended this, I mean, terror, I mean, not ended the terror, but like, that kind of like... Ended okay. the book. I would, I would say I would kind of put the bookmark in the, in the book was when, in 2011, when um, the Al-Qaeda leader... It was eight years ago, like mm-hmm. last week like, or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, so really recently that. It was, yeah, and he it was, was, you know, eight. and and he was he was taken out by our our strong Navy SEALs. So prideful. SEAL Team Six, man, we yeah. got him. Man down. <laughs> Are you kidding? We me? got him. <laughs> we got him. But yeah, I think that that, that pretty much sums up everything. Um, and that's our fifth installment. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And um, have a good day.